Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tokyo on Fire. It is January 31st, 2017. It's been a while since we've had an episode, and welcome back, Michael Chuchek. It's great to be back. It's great to start a new year, and wow, we have a lot to talk about. A lot has happened. We've been off the air for about two months. This is our first episode of the year. A lot has happened since then. In particular, Koike Yuriko, the governor of Tokyo, has been on fire. I, I have to admit, I got her completely wrong. I thought that she would be just like a fireworks that goes up and it explodes and that's it.、Mm -hmm. She has a sustained movement behind her. She, her juku, which looked like a vanity project, has turned out, well, first it has 4,000 plus members. Her juku is a school for generating budding young politicians. That's right. And it, it, it attracts from all over the country people who think that she has got the answer to get into politics.、Mm -hmm. And anywhere there's, I mean, there are the main parties and they have recruitment. But so much of it is gummed up by, in the LDP, hereditary members、right. or persons who have the organized. Corporate vote behind well, people them. People are up to here, and, and she's come up with a, a combination of vision for people just like you and me joining in th into the political process. And she's, and then she's opened that door, and a flood of people have come in.、Mm -hmm. They, she had a, a, an, ex a, an examination, it was a test of, what you, of your political viability. 1,600 people came to, to take it, and 300 got the okay, you, you,、right. you pass. It's a, it's a bit of a vetting, isn't it? It's a vetting, and it, but it's also in order to make sure that they're ideologically along with her.、Mm -hmm. And boy, this is working out great for her. Right. Not so much for the LDP, though, right?、Uh, the whole thing is that she is still a member、yes. of the LDP. Amazing, isn't it? She ran against the LDP's candidate in the governor's race, and now she's starting her own party.、Yeah. To run against the LDP member in the Tokyo, members in the Tokyo Assembly.、Right. That's crazy. There are 23 wards in Tokyo. One of the wards, the ward that we are in now, Chiyodaku,、yeah. is going through a mayoral election right now. She is sponsoring her candidate, and the LDP is sponsoring their candidate. And it, it's, she's running again against the LDP while still a member. It, what, what it is, maybe, I, maybe that's it, but what it is she has with Abe. What, Connection she has there.、Mm -hmm. that, there's got to be something more there. He sees that and understands that perhaps she's fighting on the same side. They're both members of the Nippon Kaigi so, and, and, and prominent members of that organization. And, you know, as a fellow reformist conservative, he's willing to have the party put up with a、mm -hmm. lot of things. Now, it's true that, you know, she's been a butterfly, she's jumped in and out of parties all through her history. But then again, the same is true with the Secretary General of the LDP now. People don't make a big deal about、right. it. But Nikai has been, he's been jumping in parallel with her.、Mm -hmm. And so that the head of the LDP on the national level is himself. He's not a lifer,、mm -hmm. he's, he's a butterfly too. And so there's this weird dynamic between all the leaders that. Completely ignores the rank and file. Right. We've said this before that of political、uh, individuals in Tokyo, the governor of Tokyo is probably the most powerful single individual, more powerful than the prime minister because he has to respond to a, 
a cabinet, and and um, uh, it's a parliamentary system, whereas the governor of Tokyo does not. She's basically a dictator, right? And she, the the assembly can either all be rising when she comes in, or she's at war with them. Right. And she is at war, isn't she? She is at war, and the thing is, it's it's this is a a system in the parliamentary system. If the diet is at war with the cabinet, it has a no confidence motion. And the cabinet's gone, mm-hmm. and the, a new prime minister is chosen, and a new cabinet is formed. There's that sword over every prime minister. Right. It's not the case in the in the governor. Right. If if they do a no confidence motion against the governor, they all lose their right. places. They have to have a general election for the assembly as well as for the, the governor. Right. So it's 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 a it, it's a suicide pact, mm-hmm. and she's just taking that and running with it. You know, it's so difficult to get on her calendar these days because she is so focused on the July 2 elections of the 127 members. Not, it's not like she has anything else to do. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. She doesn't have any problems with the move of Skiji to Toyosu with, with all of that's going on. She has nothing, no, you know, there's nothing that's going wrong with the Olympics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not like she's, and then she's taking on this huge political bet Mm-hmm. And wow, it's working out. No, I really like what she's doing. Uh, we follow her very closely, and she's making a huge impact on Tokyo politics. Yeah, but before we, we sign out on that, let's let's try and see, make sure that everyone understands. This is about municipal elections that are for the assembly right. in July. Right. Uh, and the LDP, the, the competition between the LDP and national politics and the LDP inside the the Tokyo politics and who's paying for the Olympics and I mean it's just such a rich mix. But also, the, the, she's playing off the old Koizumi line that we're going against the corrupt forces of resistance that are against reform, and she's doing it against not the National Party. She doesn't want a war with the National Party. She's still a member of it, mm-hmm. but she's warring with these old time. Yeah, you know, they're cronies. They're they're in, they they have a uh, they get to fiddle with the budget a little bit. They get to a, do a little, little bit, bit of that. This. The money goes in, the money goes out, and no one asks any questions because everybody's happy. And she's bringing to them discipline. Mm-hmm. And you will listen to what I have to say, and you will answer to the, the her her slogan is Tomin to, first. Tomin first. The people of Tokyo are right. first, not you guys. Which is the the implication, and it's it's going. It's a great political fight. It's got great PR value, right. and it looks like she's going to take it to them. So, who would have thought that she would have gone of after those big wigs that have actually been controlling Tokyo politics for the last twenty or thirty years? Well, I certainly, I certainly blew it. I, I thought she would bail on the first first collision with them, but no, she just keeps butting heads. No, that is scary, and it's some could say it's even dangerous because a lot of deals were made. People don't know what happened to the money. She's coming in. She's saying, "I'm looking at the numbers. They don't match up. You were the person that was." was responsible, where, what happened to the money? They suddenly become extremely aged and, and, and feeble when, yes, they said, they when, you, yeah. when you when you ask them, oh, I don't remember, I can't recall, it wasn't, I, I've been retired for a long time, I just want to go to my golf game, yes. whatever. Yes. They right. suddenly lose all of their virility, because mm-hmm. it's guys. Right. It's not, there are no women who are implicated in this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an old boys club that has run the, the municipal assembly. She's cleaning house. We have elections for the Tokyo government on July 2nd. Leading up to that, there's going to be a lot of bruising and, and scraping. Well, she has, as we said, she has this aspect of having also to manage 
this fight with the International Olympic Has Committee. Has she started this party yet? She the hasn't mean first party. She hasn't started the party, but the members of the assembly who were LDP have applied to make themselves their own caucus, mm -hmm. and those folks will immediately merge to whatever with whatever she comes up okay. with. But the LDP has a significant majority in the Tokyo government. Yes, but it is always ruled and it's gotten its people elected thanks to an alliance with a party we should talk about. Right. You're absolutely right there, Michael. A lot is going on. We're going to continue to watch this. Please stay tuned. Welcome back to Tokyo on Fire. It's an understatement to say that a lot has happened since President Trump has taken office. There has been a lot of finger pointing at Tokyo. This week, Secretary of Defense James Mattis will be visiting Tokyo. There's a lot to discover here. There are a lot of people very curious about what his gig is. Well, the thing is, is he, very luckily, the Abe administration had, took in Mattis as their person in the final weeks of the campaign before the United States election, they would re received him and they received him well. So they didn't think that Donald Trump was going to win, but nevertheless, they treated Mattis with respect. That has paid off hugely because otherwise we would have and no- And he pegged the hag in the hat on. Yeah, well, the, 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 Japan would have no one to uh, be the, the, their advocate right. inside the administration. This is an important one. This is an important one. It's defense. It's something that Donald Trump will pay attention to and also will care about. Mm -hmm. And so, especially people close to Abe, like Kawaii, uh, his uh, chief cabinet secretary that, that has been the go-between between the Trump administration, they have a, those folks have a good relationship with Mattis and they're gonna have great conversations where they'll be basically supporting each other. What happens when Mattis goes back to Washington with his discussions is a big question. Certainly what we're gonna see, of course, is what leftists here have always been saying, what will happen eventually because of right. the security legislation or because of Abe's uh, historical beliefs, is that Japan will have to step up and make some very bold statements about what kind of security contributions it's gonna make. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm sure that those security contributions will be Japanese SDF. They're no, it's not gonna be any more money. Uh, or what do you think about that monetary aspect that Donald Trump himself has mentioned? Well, we're not talking about the pivot anymore. We're talking about America first, probably bringing some of the forces back in towards the United States and relying on the Japanese to take more of a regional role for their own protection. And that means the self-defense forces absolutely need to beef up. But the thing is, a lot of here people here in Tokyo also see that host country support what is in the Japanese is called the omoyari yosan, the, the sympathy budget, right. where Japan pays out a lot of the costs of the United States forces Japan. By some calculations, about 70%. About 70%, which is more than any U.S. ally pays. Uh, that, that's going to, that, that Trump's going to try to get more out of that. I mean, it's his view of the world, the, the art of the deal, mm -hmm. where you use bluster or, or bullying tactics to get more for yourself. Right. And a lot of people are very afraid that's exactly what, that's the message that Mattis is going to bring. He's going to bring it in a nice way, say, this isn't me, but the man back in Washington would like to see some more cash. And, and that has people here 
you know, a little bit, wait a minute. Yes, right. What's going on? Oh, there's a lot that's intertwined with, with the deal that we have right now. I mean, it's not just about defense. It's also about security. It's about a regional role. It's about supporting the United States, you know, global policeman role. And the thing is, it's, it's how it's in, interpreted in Washington. One of the things that, that you see in a lot of the works of think tanks in Washington is that this plays into Abe's traditional view, his, his personal sure, view, it. that right. Japan should be a more normal Agreed. nation, right. that it should be able to have a defense establishment, that there should be a, a national defense army that's that, that that there's a military that has its name as a military rather than the mm -hmm. the, the the waffle word forces uh, that everything is clearly post post war we're no longer in the immediate aftermath of 1945 that was 70 years ago and he started out his message at the beginning of the year when he made his first press conference at Ise Shrine talking about it's been 70 years since yep. it's been 70 years since and and that refrain of that time is over is very, very strong. And a lot of people in Washington see that as, as the hook, that right. we, you know, we, we're going to get more out of Japan because Abe's already on board. Right. We don't want to intertwine too much defense and trade, but it seems like it's all lumped in together. A lot of finger wagging. You're selling your cars over here. Why can't we sell our cars there? This old rag has shown up again. And this is very, very strange for, for people who have been working in trade, probably, because they, they have to think, okay, we have to re-argue the whole thing back to, I don't know, the, if not the Reagan administration, then at the least Clinton, Clinton, at the least Clinton, Clinton administration. Right. I remember I was working in an in in office here and we were having to deal with the visit of Mickey Cantor, who was trying to get auto parts right. and Japanese companies to buy U.S. auto parts. Mm -hmm. And he came here with a you know Hollywood lawyer. I'm going to show these these rubes how this is done. <laughs> and he ran smack into the wall of Hashimoto Ryutaro, right. uh, who later became prime minister, basically for his performance. He did a fabulous job as meeting well. minister. He 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 absolutely cleaned Mickey Cantor's clock and just made him look like a fool mm -hmm. uh, with that famous scene with of with the kendo sword. Yes, yes, to the uh. neck. <laughs> masterful, right. masterful use of imagery. And you, you say, oh God, they're going to send somebody else and he's going to get wiped out. Sure. Too. Well, so. you can imagine that, you know, this sort of thing, it happens in a new administration. It was Democrat. Now it's Republican. There's going to be a lot of changes. There's going to be a lot of mistakes. It's, you know, it's, it's a steep learning curve. But this, this um, opportunity to, to single out Japan, I mean, the, the relationship has been very well vetted. It's, it's balanced. And I don't think anybody's getting a free ride here. It just shows a little bit of American arrogance. Is it, I don't know if it's arrogance or ignorance. It, but either way, it's going to be a hard slog. We have Toyota, which is really closely allied. I mean, Akio Toyota is closely allied with Abe, getting absolutely torched in, in the usual Trump way through a tweet mm -hmm. about how it has done its corporate investment where it has to justify itself. And... You're going to see more and more of this kind of extortionist mm -hmm. kind of behavior, and that's going to play really badly here. Right. And it's going to be very hard for the Abe administration to respond to the trade side. Security, fine. It's along the lines that they've always wanted to go. Well, they'll ride with that. But anything that, that in any way looks like 
some kind of uh, extract, extraction process. Mm-hmm. We need to get more from you. We need to get American jobs from you. That is not going to work, and especially in autos. Right. Because, and that's the one area that, that Trump is fixated on. But let's face it. There, it's, you can buy imported automobiles, and people do. It, they just happen to be German. Right. And if you're going to have a car that's way too big to fit down many Japanese streets, it's going to have, be a pain to get serviced, that you're going to have to go through the, the annual uh, checkup, and it's going to cost you a fortune. You want to show to your neighbors you can afford German. Right. You're not going to buy an American car, and there are very few American cars that are bought. It's mm-hmm. not that they're not offered for sale, but Trump is dealing with a, a, a mindset that was established, admittedly, by Democrats in the 1970s mm-hmm. and 1980s, the revisionists, and he he hasn't moved since right. that time. And it's a different world. Well, people could also say it's not because of the cars or the steering wheels on the wrong side or anything like that. It could be said that it's the yen dollar exchange rate. If they come in and they're substantially cheaper, sure, we'll buy them. Now, that's that's one of the arguments that's being made that, that, that you see that in the Trump administration also. The dollar is too strong. But even then, there are divisions within that government that, see, that are arguing, no, 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 it, it's fine where it is, or it should be strong. Oh, the Japanese don't want to hear that, do they? Well, the, of course, Japanese corporates do not want to hear anything about a, a, a stronger yen. Or because, because maybe the criticism of the manipulation of the exchange, right? manipulation, whatever it is, whatever the, the hook will be that'll get them. Because let's face it, they get a lot of their profits in the United States and increases of profit under the Abe administration have been basically from currency devaluation. Mm-hmm, right. Uh, that they get to sell their products in dollars. When they convert that into cheap yen, it looks like a fabulous corporate revival. Uh, shareholders are happy, the government is happy, and it's completely fake, of course, because it's all just due to exchange rates, but they like it that right. way. If the, if the, the, the uh, needle goes the other way, their, their profits evaporate. It's a whole new world, though. I mean, and we're trying to figure this thing out, too. I think the, the, whole, the whole jigsaw is, is being taken apart to be put back together so that maybe a different angle or a different vision of fairness is, is somehow reached. I don't know if there's any point to the taking apart of the jigsaw puzzle. That's mm-hmm. my fear. It's just taking it apart. That I see a, a lot of simple vandalism. You just destroy what has happened before, and you don't have a structure mm-hmm. uh, to, to fill it in. The destruction of the TPP, it took years to get there. Uh, and and you, you see that in, in the op-ed saying, what a waste. What a waste. What an incredible waste of human talent, of human effort, and just to make a point. It's not there. You don't have anything to fill in. Who's got something to fill in? China. Right. RCEP. That's true. They're, they're now in the driver's seat. Japan admits that they are. The, the Japanese government, uh, the Abe government, says, you know, RCEP's the game now. Right. The, America may want a bilateral trade agreement. Yeah, maybe. Okay, we're open to it. Mm-hmm. And, and in, in diet interpolations, so far in January, uh, Mr. Abe has always said, yeah, we're, we're open to that. But let's, be, let's face it, right. they've gone already through the process. The people who have done these negotiations, yes, they'll be ordered to do them all over again, but they won't be happy to do it. Sure. 
Well, some people might say, I mean, at least a significant number of people, politicians included, have said good riddance. It wasn't a great deal in the first place. Too much secrecy, too much things that we didn't understand. And who was going to be the, the, get the lion's share of that TPP deal? It was the United States, by all measures. That's okay, as long as you know it was spread out. And that was the, the whole game, wasn't it? Yeah, but the thing is, Mr. Trump, because he plays that security card, takes away the real tastiness of a bilateral. You can't have it both ways. Mm -hmm. If you are talking about pulling back U.S. forces and pulling back the U.S. presence, America first, as you said, then the, the attractiveness of you know, sacrificing to get the U.S. to sign on to something goes away. Mm -hmm. it, it really diminishes. The whole thing about TPP was that it presented a, not only an economic package, but a security under, uh, undercurrent that really could China could not get sure. entirely upset about. And that's so important. It, it's solved a lot of problems simultaneously. And it's just gone. Right. The visit of the Secretary of Defense this week, two days in Tokyo, is critically important. The prime minister will be visiting Trump in less than three weeks. That's right. There's that. They've set up a February 10th date. What it will be, they will be talking about. It won't be the pleasantries of last December. Mm -hmm. uh, and this it, one will be meaningful. This one will be well. The last one was meaningful. Uh, all, all compliments for to the prime minister for making that shift in his schedule, taking the time to go to New York and meet with, with Donald Trump. There was a crisis situation. It hasn't eliminated Trump's anti-Japanese bias, but at least Mr. Abe is now on his calendar. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's still a world leader that Mr. Who Trump knows? I don't know, Michael. will meet. I mean, look what happened in Mexico. Yes, uh, Mexico was, was not a great deal for the prime minister, but also going to visit Trump. I mean, the, the foreign ministry wasn't behind it. They weren't able to guess who was going to be the, the president-elect. And he... he he kind of went there as a, as a kind of a last gasp. Please, me, me, me. Yeah, that's true. But the, the foreign ministry now see, probably sees, yeah, it was a good idea. They, they of course, undercut it mm -hmm. because it wasn't their idea. That's right. Uh, but now that it has happened, uh, they own it. And they're going to be on board for the February 10th. Where better be? They're good. Well, they, they're, it's, it, they're not, there's no one going to replace mm -hmm. Abe anytime soon. Uh, when they get on board, they're on board, and they will provide him with all of the support and information mm -hmm. and everything he needs. And he's going to go into a collision, right? Because Mr. Trump has a vision of Japan that is stuck in 1984, 1988, or sometime, long time ago. He 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 seems to be fixated about things that. Okay, yes, he, he, to U.S. corporate leaders, he, he complained. And they all around the table were just were all, you know. This, we, we were here before, this, maybe this, 10, 15, 20 years This is years before ago? even I, I was uh, <laughs> out of college, man. What are you talking about? Um, they were, they were, it was a complete disconnect. And of course, Mr. Trump is showing his age. Right. He's the oldest president ever, right, at 70 years starting out. Uh, he, he hasn't. He, he's not up to, to speed, and he's not not have any. He doesn't have any idea. He just has this reactivity, and unfortunately, through through Twitter, he has this immediate ability right. to affect policy. So, Mr. Abe is going into a tough meeting in mm -hmm. February ten. No question. A lot of confusion in the environment. We're watching this. We're reporting on it to you. We're trying to figure it out as well. 
Please stay tuned. Welcome back to Tokyo on Fire. The LDP welds power in both houses of parliament thanks to its coalition partnership with Komeito. Michael, looks like this coalition is not as solid as it once was. Okay, it's a, it's a coalition that's lasted for quite a long time, 16 years. And honestly, it, it, it has aspects of it that you would think make it impossible to break. Uh, first of all, is it's, it's, well, it's raison d'etre. The reason it exists is because of votes. Uh, if you, the, this organization, the Komeito is the party, but behind it is the Soka Gakkai, a Buddhist lay organization that uh, has about, people guess, six to eight million members, making it the largest religious congregation in Japan. And they vote religiously. Uh, in fact, voting and electoral politics is part of their religious practice. And this has been documented by scholars. And it's a, a, an interesting interface between politics and religion. It's so strong that it has been criticized for mixing politics and religion. Well, that it? It, that it that it's that it is basically a a, a neo-fascist kind of organization that tells its its members you will vote this way right. and they vote there like sheep. Uh, now, they're not exactly like sheep and I I I have had recent conversations with Sokogakkai members, uh, but they do organize incredibly well. Mm -hmm. And that is what's so attractive to the to the LDP. The LDP when the Komeito first started out was the absolute enemy of the Komeito. The Komeito ran as the clean government party. Right. And it was the clean government party against guess who? Yes, the filthy government party. The, the filthy <laughs> government party. And the filthy government party did not like the clean government right. party and said all these terrible things that I've just said about about the Sokogakkai. However, after they lost power in 1989 in the House of of councillors and then got booted out in 93, the LDP was willing to first grab the hands of the socialists, its long-term enemy, and then a few years down the line, grab another enemy's hand, the Komeito. Mm -hmm. And it's held on. And both sides have held on really closely. The LDP's reason, the Komeito does deliver those votes, about 15 to 30,000 in every district. And They've done the calculations. If the if the Komeito voters don't show up for the LDP in the district elections, one quarter or even a third of the LDP candidates lose their seats. Mm -hmm. Without the Komeito vote there, a lot of LDP members will be out on the street. Right. Just to put it into perspective, the LDP is a juggernaut. They have plenty of members in both houses they don't have a supermajority. Just the, the addition of the Komeito party helps get them over that edge. It's not a huge, I mean, it's not like 50-50. The, the LDP is, is vastly bigger. Yeah, the LDP has a lot of seats. And in terms of, of in, in the diet, it provides them with, yes, a two-thirds majority in the House of Reps to override a veto by the House of Councilors. But there's not going to be a House of Councillors veto because the LDP has the majority of seats there. Right. So that's one of the reasons why the Komeito Alliance is not so useful. Right. It's in diet politics, not electoral politics, in the diet. Yes, having the Komeito around gives you two-thirds majorities, almost, in the House of Councillors for 
constitutional revision, and supposedly that's Mr. Abe's be-all and end-all. Mm -hmm. But we know that they're not really entirely serious about constitutional revision. They're, they're discussing constitutional problems in, in the committee, uh, in the diet. But if push comes to shove and the two parties go, I don't think either I don't think the LDP will care, right? Because it does by itself have majorities in both houses, and the only thing that the, the Komeito brings is constitutional revision. And we all know also that Komeito is not enthusiastic about constitutional mm -hmm. revision. Right. Well, here's the dig: the um, balance that the Komeito brings can be supplemented by a coalition of other parties who are not in the, the leadership. And the, certainly the Komeito has seen itself as the inspector general of the things that the LDP kicks out mm -hmm. of its policy research, the Policy Affairs Research Council. The, the wacko ideas get pushed in front of the Komeito and the Komeito takes a red pen and says, no, 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 right. no, no, no. And it has seen itself in that proctoring. Softler, gentler, not so expensive. Yeah, that that they've been doing that. Right. And they've, they, that's the way they talk to their followers saying this is the role that we play. This right. is why we're together with these conservatives. We're holding the guiding hand here. We're the ones who, we're the adults. <laughs> you know, that's their point of view. And with the, currently, Mr. Abe doesn't need them in the diet. He needs them for an election. So, which is why we, you know, we, we've stopped talking about a diet dissolution right. and an election, but we can never stop talking about it. And, and maybe, there's going to be something that happens at the end of this uh, regular session of the Diet. You're predicting that? I'm saying that, you know, once they get through this abdication bill involving the emperor, however it's, it's finally formulated, it looks like a one-shot deal. Only this emperor gets to abdicate under right. this legislation. Mm -hmm. That would provide Mr. Abe with that He's looking for it, isn't he? He's, he's looking for that you know, pull the ripcord thing. He didn't get it out of the Russia summit. That petered out. PP, TPP? TPP, gone. But the, there, if, if there's enough of a brouhaha over the abdication legislation and it's passed somewhat forcibly by the LDP majority, mm -hmm. that would provide, I think, for Abe an excuse to say, well, you know, we have to put this to the voters. Right. And he could have his election. It's going to be after the, the party meeting in March, I think, because they have to finish the budget before then, and it's, there's, there's no time for the dissolution. But I'm seeing a dissolution this year. Right. Okay. Um, but this brings up the, the prospect of Komeito kind of falling by the wayside. Ishin Noto, for example, bolstering itself through a coalition with the Tokyo Metropolitan uh, elections, for example, them having more, more and more voters that are amicable to the LDP, and the LDP swooping in, coming up with a, a some sort of a supermajority. You point out exactly what's going on is that the 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 essence of of this is what's happening in the local, not the national level. At the local level, we no longer see cooperation between the Komeito and the LDP in Tokyo. There's a funny footsie game going on in Osaka with mm -hmm. Osaka Ishin because it's dominant in that region. We have here in Tokyo, Koike Yuriko, who has a great relationship, which appeared out of nowhere, with the Komeito. They, when she went and visited Komeito headquarters at the assembly, they were falling they over were each other. They were all lined up. They were all lined up. There were puppies there. <laughs> it's just they were so excited to see her. And she has 
she's also mended fences with the DP. She's, mm -hmm. she's got all kinds of things going on there, but the Kometo is a big part of the mix. Mm -hmm. And I think Abe, and this is, brings it back to what I'm saying, I think Abe sees one election left in this coalition, and that's it. The, the, the Kometo was put under immense strain by Abe's faction leader, Hosoda Hiroyuki, who forced the vote in the Diet in December on the casino bill, right? which is his bill, and he's Abe's boss. And Abe just sort of said, okay, well, you know, it's your bill, go on. Uh, and it broke the Kometo. The, the leadership voted against it, standing with the basically the principles of the married woman's division, which is the main part of the Soka Gakkai, that is dead set against it, making it any easier for the husbands to go and spend the, the family's money right. in gambling. And local effort groups, particularly in Osaka, the, the local Kometo Osaka people all went for casinos because they see there's a casino op option for Osaka. In parliamentary politics, if a party votes and, and, and there's a split, that's the end of the party. Yes. And right. now the Kometo is a special creature because of the religious mothership behind it. But nevertheless, it's split. And that puts strain upon the relationship between the LDP and the Kometo right. because the Kometo doesn't want to be re to revisit this split. Mm -hmm. And you know that there's something that the LDP is going to cook up that's going to bring it out. Well, uh, with apologies to viewers, we were offline when the, um, the gambling bill went through the diet and passed. There was a lot to discuss on that. We have to do a little bit of catch up. But the, the dynamics now are moving towards an LDP that is separate from the Kometo in, in some sort of a new configuration. They, but they still are so worried. You, you're, you're saying in, in the next election, they've got to hang on to it. They've got to hang on to it, get the Kometo to somehow fool itself one more time to think that the LDP will be true to it for all time for one more election and then betray. Maybe so. Maybe but, so. And that's why I think that's why I think the election has to happen this year because the longer the the, the there are more, the more time, chances there are for legislation to come up between the parties that that causes a breakup that the LDP will not be able to extract that wonderful voting strength of the Soka Gakkai that it has relied on for all these years. Okay, so the key thing that we need to keep our eye on is a success that the Prime Minister will somehow gain in some sort of diplomacy or in some sort of national politics that where he can wave the flag and say, I'm your Prime Minister, I'm closing down the House for a vote of your confidence in my administration. And that I might use the Kometo one more time. Yes. Please stay tuned. A lot of moving parts. It's really confusing, difficult to discuss even between Michael and I. Stay tuned. We're going to figure it out together. Welcome back to Tokyo on Fire. Prime Minister Shinzo Abe is not yet the longest serving prime minister in Japanese history, but he's making great strides to get there. He's got a couple of contenders. Michael, one of the great things about Japanese politics currently is that the prime minister holds an unassailable position. He's got a great cabinet, he's got Suga that's pulling for him, and he doesn't seem to have many detractors. And he certainly doesn't have any opposition or rivals within the party to make his day sad. 
That's right. <laughs> but his foreign minister has kind of made movements over the last couple of weeks. We've seen since the last time we spoke some amazing public statements by Foreign Minister Kishida about his eligibility, should there be any need, yeah, with a hand up like right. that, uh, for him to step into the What prime explains this? This is a little bit strange. It's a little bit out of character. It's out of character because he's been such a good soldier, but he's a faction leader. And the reason the factions exist is to create and promote a leader of a set of group, individuals within the LDP who, go, who guns for the prime ministership. Okay, he is the head of his faction. It is not the biggest faction. It's not even the second biggest faction. How would he be able to promote himself to become prime minister? That's the thing. In Again, since last time we spoke, there is now talk of a merger between his faction and I believe the Aso faction are finally getting to final understanding. That brings up the Kochikai, the old... There's never a day of rest in Nagata Cho, is there? There is never a day of rest, but there's been a quiet hour since Mr. Abe became prime minister. And he has seen off all of his rivals. Ishiba Shigeru raised his flag and was immediately cut down. Right. Uh, this is, and various others have, you know, made some noises and others have gone completely tenko, like Nikai Toshihiro. He was opposed to Abe, but then saw how the world was and suddenly is now Secretary Abe's, yeah, he's general secretary general of the party. He says, you know, Abe deserves a third term in office as president mm -hmm. of the LDP. He's gone the whole thing. It's been very quiet compared to normal LDP history. Suddenly Kishida has decided it's time. Uh, the Abe administration has to start talking about successors. Right. And the, his faction, and the Aso faction together would give this unified, whatever it's going to be called faction, they'll have to decide which traditional name they're going to keep or think of a brand new name. With that new faction, there will be a rival for Mr. Abe's faction, the Hosoda faction, the Sewakai. Huge. The, that, it, that, is, it, it, it overwhelms everything else. It's 95 members. Even, even with the combination of these two factions, it's still less. larger. It's, it still will be larger than this combined faction, but at least it'll be in the ballpark. Okay. And there hasn't been any faction within the ballpark for a very, sure. very long sure. time. The Sewakai has been dominant since the Mori administration, mm -hmm. and they have been the kingmakers. Now, with that happening, uh, and the economy puttering around and the, the, there being a, a reshuffle in terms of the U.S.-Japan relationship, which has been a big plus for Mr. Abe, I could see there's an opening there. Something like this couldn't happen, though, in the absence of some huge turmoil, though. I mean, something internal to Japanese politics. I don't think it has to be huge. It ha I think that Kishida is looking at the march uh, the, the move of the, the party meeting from January to March sure. as his window. And wouldn't you say, uh, I don't know if you agree with me, that the prime minister will get that nod for the third term? I don't think so now. That's okay. the thing. That was, that's what, what this Kishida move... That's moved, what the dynamic is. That's what the dynamic is because... Let's I'm, say he doesn't get it. Then people are going to start jockeying for place. And the first person out of the shot, as Koike Yuriko has taught us, generally is the winner. That's right. In this case, he's put out his marker. If they put have the merger of the factions, then you've got a, a, a way of saying, no, you're not going to get the votes. 
that you need in the party meeting. And if you fail to get the votes, it's, it's like the Thatcher overthrow. When she failed to get enough votes to get what she wanted in a party meeting, she was done. Right. You know, she didn't even lose the vote. It's just that she didn't get enough to win. And she was toast. I can see Keisha looking at a, a, a failed attempt to get him a third term as the crisis. Okay. If that, so indeed, it's a crisis, but it's a crisis internal one, entirely sure. held within the boundaries of the LDP. Of the LDP. So let's just play that one out just a little bit. Yeah, Sorry so if it's back, getting... Let's backtrack and get this so, down. So if, if there is an election for prime minister, the second term is his last term. Under the current rules. Right. That means the LDP needs to appoint its, the winner. And in the Hosoda faction, if it's not Mr. Abe, who is out of the faction now, he is, he is or was a, a member he's, of the He's faction. on leave, yeah. Right, he's on leave. So you would think that they would come up with another candidate, a better candidate, to replace Mr. Abe in light of the fact that the combined faction of Mr. Aso and Mr. Kishida is not enough to have more votes than what they have. Yeah, but the thing is, the, the, we, we have to, to step it back to... to why we even have this March meeting. Oh, so say so. Yeah, yeah, because he, there is currently inside the, the LDP, in their bylaws, a rule that you can only have two three-year terms. Mm -hmm. After that, you have to step down. They have to change the bylaw. The plan was have an election in January this year, win the election. Abe is, of course, our leader. We love him so. March meeting. Oh, great, dear leader, thank you, you get a third term. Right. And they changed the bylaws. That was the, the schedule. The schedule's been thrown off. There's no, there's no dissolution for this January or February on the, on the roster. Instead, they'll be doing diet of business. March meeting happens. Why should we reward him? A lot of people would say that. Yeah, yeah. they've been too afraid to. But now, if Kishida puts up his flag and says, we have to keep the rules as they are. Until now, it's been impossible. Mm -hmm. I mean, look what happened to Noda Seiko trying to run against Abe for the party presidency. She didn't even get the necessary 20 signatures. Right. There were not 20 Diet members who were willing to say, yeah, let's have a, a race against Mr. Abe. Not yeah. even a faked race, the yeah. one where, the, where right. there was no hope. Only 19 showed up and, and signed her piece of paper. She couldn't get 20. It's been... He's terrified them into, into silence. Kishida talking up now means that that's no longer the case. Interesting. When is this March meeting? The March, I don't know which part of the month it is. Sorry, can't say. Well, well as, as we always sign off, we're going to continue to watch this. What an interesting dynamic, the shift of the current to the future Prime Minister of Japan. Please stay tuned.